are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today is Friday, January 28th, 2022. I am your host, Tiny Gonzalez. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's cpat one one. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that if you are interested in on today's episode of locked on mariners it's fan fiction friday you submitted some mariners trade proposals to us via twitter and at locked on mariners at gmail.com and uh, we're going to be reading through all of those today over the next 30 minutes or so and giving them grades on the 20 to 80 scouting scale And if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. So let's start with the ones that we got uh, on our email and uh, start with Daniel, who uh, has a uh, deal with the Reds. It's a it's kind of a kind of a big one, kind of building on one that we've heard is actually potentially in the works or was in the works before the lockout began. Brandon Williamson, Levi Stout, and Cal Raleigh to the Reds for Sonny Gray and Tyler Stevenson, the uh, young catcher who's uh, actually been pretty good since getting called up in 2020. Colby, what do you think about this deal? It's a no for me. Um, Giving up Williamson and Stout is, it's a lot. And, and, you know, Stevenson's a a pretty good catcher, uh, but he's not how do i word this i would rather take the shot on cal raleigh and tom murphy and luis torrens uh then give up what is essentially going to be williamson uh for for stevenson um but uh, also i i don't think the reds would trade stevenson he's only 25 He's got five years until free agency and and catching is so incredibly hard to come by that when you have it, you typically don't give it away. So I, I don't even know if that's enough for the reds, but I, I would just rather take the shot on Murphy um, and Raleigh uh, and of course, Luis Torrens and, and keep Williamson. Um, Now, if, if you're going to give up Williamson for like gray, like that's already been decided, Mm -hmm. you've already agreed to it. Would I give up Stout for for Stevenson? Sure, but based on what we, we've been hearing, it's more Stout for Gray is kind of where the Mariners are. And so, if I have to add on Williamson to get Stevenson, I, I'd probably pass on that. But if they did yeah. it, I wouldn't be upset. Well, but you're also adding Cal Raleigh on top of that to give them a re- basically right. a replacement for Stevenson, right? Right, and so that's uh, it. Just feels like a lot. Like, look. Stevenson's already kind of done it a little bit at the major league level. Whereas with Cal Raleigh, you don't know still he, he struggled in his first stint at the big league level. Mm -hmm. So that's still kind of a wait and see thing, even though that, you know, you're, you have some confidence that he is going to eventually develop into a really, you know, solid uh, major league catcher or even better. But 
I, I don't know. It just it feels like maybe even the Reds, like I don't know, would the Reds want to trade Stevenson for Stout and Raleigh? Probably. Especially if they're getting Williamson, like because we know that they like Stout, we know that they really like Williamson. Right. I don't know. Like, would they also give up Stevenson, considering how well he has played for them so far? And I mean, you know, a, a young catcher with all this club control, who's been solid defensively, is a good hitter so far. Like, that's rare to find. So, would they? Give that up for, say, again, Stout and another catcher who hasn't gotten to that level yet? Probably not. Yeah. So, for me, uh, I think it's creative. I'll say that. We haven't heard Stevenson's name before. I'm going to give this a 48 to a 50. I think it's I think it's solid. I think there's like some there's a conversation to be had here, at least. Yeah, um, I just I think if you're trying to get Stevenson from the Reds, they're going to be like, all right, well, then let's talk, you know, George Kirby. Um, and it, obviously, Stevenson and Gray, uh, for example, it'd probably be let's, okay, let's talk about Kirby then, because, again, finding a catcher who can hit and is cheap is probably the hardest thing to do in baseball. Um, and if you think Stevenson is that guy and you're the Reds, you're not giving that up for you know, anything short of a, a like top elite prospect. And, and I don't think Williamson or Stout or Raleigh mm-hmm. are, are that. So I'll give it a 50 though. It is, uh, it is definitely something we haven't heard uh, before. So we got a trade here from Cole who has Sonny Gray, another Sonny Gray deal to the red or to the Mariners for Evan White and justice Sheffield. Uh, that's, that's not going to get it done. You're, you're trying to sell to, guys that are essentially broken right now for a quality major leaguer. It's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. One of those guys is more of a tertiary piece, like the, a a sweetener at the end of a deal. Like that's kind of their value. White probably still has a little more value than, than Sheffield, but at least Sheffield's had some success at the big league level. So yeah, you're, you're just, you're trying to, you know, get a $20 bill with a couple of fives. And it's the Reds just aren't going to go for that. So, um, yeah, you'll have to you you'd still have probably have to stack, tack, tack on like Levi Stout to either one of those guys. Those two guys have a long road to go, and I just I don't think that the Reds would right now have any interest in going on that journey with them for a quality mid rotation starter. So I'm going to give this one like a thirty. Uh, I'll do. Yeah, that's that's probably about right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brandon has a couple of reliever deals. One with the White Sox. One with the Braves. The White Sox one is Diego Castillo for Aaron Bummer. Straight up, Bummer's got a little uh, longer term control uh, on his contract. Uh, lefty who's misses a ton of bats but struggles with walks. Um, you interested in that deal at all? No, I'd rather have so, Castillo. Yeah, I um, I just uh, like, yeah. There's a little more club control involved there, but that doesn't really matter with a reliever. Yeah. Uh, in the end, and 
yeah, you know, there's a lot of swing and miss stuff from the left side that is nice to have, but that's not, it's not I, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in, in trading Diego Castillo for Aaron Bummer, though. Um, I'll go like 40 on that. Um, yeah. Drew Steckenrider and Victor Labrada to the Braves for AJ Mentor. Uh, what do you no. think about that? No. Um, it sounds like our kind emailer here is only looking for left handed relievers. Um, yeah. And I'm not downgrading at a reliever spot to get a lefty instead of a righty and mentor and, and bummer are both good relievers. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I look at those guys and I go, eh, is mentor better than second rider? Maybe a little, but now I have to add Labrada on top of that. No, thanks. And then I just, yeah. I'd rather have Castillo than, than yeah. bummer. So it just, I don't care about lefty righty splits in the bullpen. I really don't. So, if I'm trading mm-hmm. for a lefty reliever, it's going to be because it's a deal I like, not because I want a lefty. Uh, I don't think either of your valuations are super far off, though. Like, I think they're in the same range as the guy they're being traded for, but just no. I'd rather have the guys I have. I can trust yeah. them. It, I just uh, it, it seems kind of like a lateral move in the end for yeah. the Mariners. Um, yeah. I give and, them both uh, yeah. I'll go... 45 yeah they're on fine the, on the, just it's on the mentor one yeah just I, I i don't care about handedness in yeah. the bullpen like at all so just lateral right which well is, especially now that you know you gotta have you, there's the three batter minimum that completely erases the point of of lefty specialists so not that either end, of those guys handed, are though but i mean like no 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 they're not but like the whole I don't know. Uh, obsession is probably too strong of a word, but um, you know this whole thing w- with lefty relievers—it it kind of loses its merit to a point now, because you know part of also, the reason that you would you would like to have a lefty in your bullpen is to create matchups, right? But yeah, it it just that doesn't really like you can't truly dictate that anymore. Also, I mean, there can, you can. There's there's avenues to that, especially towards the ends of innings. But yeah, yeah. But by the way, side note: the American League West, most of the dangerous at bats, right-handed. Like right. obviously, Otani. I mean, you got the big one, obviously. You yeah. know, Trout. O- but yeah, yeah. Otani is the big lefty. Otani's big lefty. Matt Olson, if he's still here. Corey Seager like he as be. well. Oh yes, Corey Seager, Jordan Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like Michael Brantley, Kyle Tucker. Like, yeah, I don't count Brantley really. Brantley's pretty good against Matt Olson league. right now, but he's probably gone. Right, but then you look at the right side, and it's you know it's Simeon, it's Trout, it's Rendon. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to count Chapman, Bregman, <laughs> Bregman, maybe Correa. We'll see. I, I was trying Altuve. to bait you into saying Matt Chapman. By the way, uh, yeah, I'm not, Sean I'm Murphy. Not that. Yeah, I just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, again, I don't care about lefty righty. So if they make that swap, that's fine. I think that's roughly fair value it's just i would i'm not doing it just so i can get a lefty in the in the bullpen i just need Mm. guys who can get out lefties i don't need them to throw Mm left-handed and then the last one from uh from our email it comes from jayqua who uh who has a deal with the uh, guardians um for jose ramirez and the mariners give up no alvi Marte and brandon williamson 
Um, I'll say this, Jake. Appreciate your uh, your 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 trade proposal here. Um, it's a good start. It's a good conversation starter. Um, but the 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 Guardians are going to want something even. You know, they're they're either going to want more bulk. They're going to want a couple more prospects that are kind of in the Williamson. You know. 10 to 15 to 20 range uh, on top of that, or, you know, a better leading piece than the Noel V. Marte for sure. So, you know, Jared Kelnick, Julio Rodriguez, George Kirby, et cetera. But uh, I'll give this one like a 40 because it's, it's, you know, you come to the guardians with that. They're, they're not going to laugh in your face. They're going to, you know, ask for more, right? It's a conversation. They're going to ask what else? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like in that deal, um, they're going to be, they're going to say, okay, um, so how about you also throw in Abraham Toro and, and Levi Stout? You know, um, right. maybe even they want Emerson Hancock too. Like Ramirez is, is that good. So as, as leading pieces, those are fine. Um, you know, whether or not you like Williamson more than Hancock kind of depends on mm-hmm. if Williamson is a leading piece or not. But yeah, I, I think those are the type of players they're going to ask for. And, and uh, they're certainly going to want two of those guys and then a couple more either good prospects or, or interesting young major leaguers. And that would be guys like Toro and Mako or, or uh, yeah, Levi Stout, like we've talked about, maybe even Chris Flexen or something like that. So uh, yeah, it's a good starting point, but uh, you're going to have to tack on more uh, just because that's, that's what he's worth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking about one of the best hitters in all of baseball right now and, um, yep. you know, perennial MVP candidate type of player. So, you know, you, you got to come to the table uh, with something, you know, pretty attractive there. And uh, yeah, I mean, Marte Williamson, that's going to certainly pique uh, Cleveland's interest, but they're, you know, it's like what Colby said, what else, what else can you give us? Cause I mean, he, he warrants that he's that good of a player. So uh, thank you so much for your uh, trade proposal, Jay Qua, And thank you to everyone else who submitted their trade proposals. We'll be back in just a moment with more trades coming from our Twitter. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and most Built Bars even contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Meanwhile, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Now, here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. We greatly appreciate the support. 
Let's move on over to Twitter here and start looking at your trade proposals on there. Beginning with Matthew at MJFB80, who has a three-team deal with the Pirates and the Marlins, where the Marlins are actually the team that ends up getting Brian Reynolds and the Mariners get Pablo Lopez, while the Pirates get Noelvi Marte, Max Meyer. Hey, there you go, Colby. Max Meyer in a deal and J.J. Blade. So, Colby, what do you what do you think about this massive deal with a lot of really good prospects and a couple of really strong major leaguers as well? Uh, I am not interested if I'm the Mariners. Uh, I'm quite interested in Pablo Lopez, but not for not for Noel. Uh, not for Noelvi. We talked about this on what was it yesterday on the on CTZ might have been. Um, well, I know we've talked about it this week. Pablo Lopez is is very good. He's also never proven that he can give you a full inning worth of starts. I mean, I, I think his career high in innings pitch is 110, mm-hmm. and I have to give up Noelvi Marte to get that guy. Yeah. I, I mean, that's top 20 uh, prospect in baseball right there. I mean, that's just uh, right, that's, and, that's a hefty price for a guy that's and Lopez. Yeah, Lopez might be worth that. I'm not I'm not saying he's not like if Lopez had I mean, talent wise, sure, innings, but product track record like that's got to that's got to lower his cost some like that. Yeah, to. absolutely. Yeah. So I'm just not willing to give that up. Um, and also, if if, you know, the Marlins. The Marlins, that's a lot to give up for Reynolds too. Lopez, Meyer, and JJ. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, that that's a lot to give up. It feels like the Mariners are, you know, losing this deal for lack of a better term. Uh, or sorry, the Marlins. Uh, it, it just feels like a, a great deal for the Pirates. Yeah, the Marlins and Mariners, eh, overpaying for the guy they get slightly. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not bad. It's not terrible. Um, I just I think it it's just if I'm the Mariners, I'm not doing that deal. Um, and honestly, if I'm the Marlins, I'm not doing that deal. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a lot to give up, even for a great player like Reynolds. Like yeah. that's so. What's your I don't on this? if I would I'd say fifty. Like if I was like if I, if I'm the Marlins, right, and I feel like I am Brian Reynolds away. Mm-hmm. from winning the NL East, maybe I pull the trigger on this, but I don't feel that way if I'm the Marlins, not yet. Yeah. So um, I just, I think the Mariners and the Marlins would consider this too pricey for them. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's, it's certainly interesting and it certainly fills a lot of needs. Uh, so I'll give it a, I'll give it a 50. I'll give it a 50 as well. It's creative. You know, these, these three team <laughs> deals are hard to put together. So uh, yeah, Very. anything that even makes a modicum of sense is uh is going to get a pretty nice boost from me so um yeah by the by the way matthew um if you want to score 60 or higher uh put max meyer to the mariners in a deal <laughs> you'll get a 60 so, says max meyer stan colby patnode um <laughs> oh yeah i'm silly for liking a 22 year old with plus stuff who's already in triple a yeah no i'm not i'm not making fun of you for that i'm not I'm, you are, i like yeah, max meyer sounds too. like you are I'm, i like max meyer too. not as much as me uh i'm gonna yeah like i said I, i'm gonna give this one a 50 i like it um even though i i it's a lot from the mariners like i i would be a little um little hesitant on on this trade 
if I were if I were the M's and and if I saw this this uh, trade come across the ticker, I'd probably uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't come around to it right away. I I, I would say because there's uh, again Lopez, while he's certainly talented, it just hasn't pitched above 111 innings in a season before, and he's pitched parts of four seasons, so that's a problem. That is certainly yeah. a problem. So, um, all right, let's move on to Rob. Uh, at BBD 1996, Taylor Trammell and Drew second rider for Cody Bellinger. All right. We talked about this, what, on Wednesday. You, mm-hmm. You're not very interested in Cody Bellinger whatsoever because of the, because of the price uh, of, his, of his contract. Um, and because he stinks. Yes. You don't want to buy into, you don't want to buy into to 2021 being an outlier. So I, I'm going to assume this is like a 25 for you. It's not that low, but like <laughs> it, we talked about this on Wednesday. The issue with Bellinger is, is that for it to make sense for the Dodgers to move him, they have to get like really good value. It, but for the Mariners to trade for Bellinger and for it to make sense, they have to get basically a steal of a price. And, and this isn't really going to work. And, and I mean, giving up Stecken Rider for Bellinger is probably fine but if bellinger stinks like he did in 2021 you got worse at the major league level and probably significantly so because bellinger is probably a negative one player and second rider is probably a one-win player and on top of that you have to give up taylor trammell it's it's that's a that's kind of aggressive it's not super aggressive for bellinger but at the same time i don't think the dodgers do this deal i think they'd rather take the shot that bellinger rebounds yeah so, and by the way, we can say, well, you get two years of Bellinger. You really don't. You get this year as kind of a, a see it type of thing. And then yeah. if he's terrible again, or even if he's well below average, you're not giving him $20 million as an ARP three guy. So yeah, you're taking a big shot on Bellinger. And if he doesn't work out, your team gets worse and you just lost a lot of money that you could have spent elsewhere. So it's a lot of risk um, for the Mariners, even in this type of trade and, and, Honestly, I don't know if the Dodgers would do it either because, again, there's there's not a lot of upside there for the Dodgers. So it just it's really tough to come up with a deal that's that's going to work for both sides in this case. So yeah. uh, I'll give this one a thirty-five. Um, I'll give it a yeah thirty-eight. I I, I for you just one... don't want to agree with me. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to give it a forty actually, but yeah. Um. Yeah, it's pretty much like you said. I I personally don't think that the, uh, that the Dodgers would even entertain this. Um, I think they would much rather, bow, uh, you know, uh, bank on a, on a bounce back from from Bellinger, um, who's been you know at the very least a a really good player um, outside of uh, outside of last season. So, um, yeah, I I just don't think that that. Tramel and second rider really do it for them. Um, second rider helps obviously, and Tramel kind of wait and see. Um, but yeah, the, the Dodgers, they're not scraping by for money. They can afford to, to, you know, run it back with Bellinger for at least one more year. So yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. Um, all right. Mariners middle innings, Tyler Keenan for Lorenzo Kane, who is making $16 million in 2022. Uh, this is going to be a no for me. 
Um, this is going to be like a like it's not because of the the what the Mariners are giving up. It's just the money that they're taking back because I assume that in this deal they're taking on the entire contract. Um, Kane's a, a fine player, uh, but uh, at sixteen million dollars, he's not going to give you that kind of value, and um, and, and and that just ultimately takes you know it, it takes a big chunk out of the money that Jerry Depoto is playing with right now. And so that, that right. has to be recognized here. So uh, to me, as, it's like a 38 as well. As much as we like to th- hope that Jerry has kind of like this endless amount of money to spend, he doesn't. Yeah, uh, Jerry only has a certain amount of money to spend. And, and you know, $16 million for a still pretty good defensive center fielder, eh, not terrible. And Kane can still do some things. And Keenan isn't. Yeah terribly exciting so i'd probably give it like a, a 40 um if it was somebody like kevin kiermeyer who also happens to hit left-handed um then yeah I, i'd probably go ahead and pull the trigger on that but uh yeah just kane just is he's not worth 16 million yeah um and so yeah i, I just I feel like if like if the Brewers were to eat like even like five million bucks or something like that, then I'd be pretty interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are willing to do that, then fine. But as as the deal you proposed, uh, I'm going to give it a forty. Yeah. All right, so we got some uh, final trades to go over in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder: this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Colby, it's time for a bit of a lightning round because I believe we have five trades left. We'll find out as we go along. We have another uh, trade with the Reds here from Dino. But this time it's for Tyler Malley. Tyler Malley. For Zach Deloach and Levi Stout, I don't think this gets it done for the Reds. Uh, I think they're going to need a, something a lot better than than Zach Deloach or, or Stout as the uh, leading piece in this deal. Because um, really, with Stout, you're talking about two guys. Stout and Deloach, you're talking about two guys that are in the 10 to 14, 15 range in your system. For someone like Malley, who is coming off of a career year, has multiple years of control. I think it's two, um, and uh, yeah, is is young. I just um, and exciting. I, I you're gonna need something that's like Emerson Hancock or better, frankly. Yeah, it still almost certainly gets it done for Sonny Gray. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll get it done for Mally. Uh, Gray's just making a little bit more money, and Mally has a little bit more upside. Um, so I think you know if you're looking for this, maybe you could do. Maybe you could do Williamson and Deloach because we know the Reds really love Brandon Williamson. Yeah. Um, so maybe that would happen. But again, as the deal is, is structured here, it's probably a 40, 
42, 43, somewhere in there. Because again, it, it like for Sonny Gray, this deal is 50, 55. Mm-hmm. Um, for Mally, it's just, it's a little bit of an underpay. Um, but hey, you never know. The Reds are, well, they do some questionable things sometimes. They're weird. They're weird. All right. Yeah. Uh, Luke at L Snitzler on Twitter. No LV Marte and Brandon Williamson for Brian Reynolds. I think like this is kind of the same as the the uh, Jose Ramirez thing. It's a conversation starter. Um, but the Pirates are probably going to ask for what else. And at that point, for me personally, eh, probably walking away. Because, I mean, no LV Marte and Brandon Williamson, I think that's pretty fair for Brian Reynolds. You know, add on another piece to the back end of that, sure. But I'm not throwing in another... You know, I'm not throwing in Matt Brash or upgrading Marte to Julio or, you know, what happened. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not doing that. So, um, 45, because, like, I think, like, this is as far as I would probably go. Um, yeah. But this I don't is, think the Pirates do it. So, yeah. This is as far as I would go. But uh, obviously, you know, if you want to tack on a third piece, Evan White or even somebody like, Carlson, Labrada, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know the type of player I'm talking about. Fine, whatever. But these two is the headliner. I think it's more than fair for Brian Reynolds. Uh, I just think that the Pirates are going to say, well, if you're willing to do this, then you should be willing to do Julio straight up. And we know the Mariners are not going to do that. So yeah. um, maybe the Pirates asking price has gone down and we don't know it. That would be great. But based on what we know right now, uh, I'm going to give this one a 45. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan Witt at Ryan underscore Witt seven. Uh, Mariners get Lane Thomas, outfielder, who we've actually, I think this is the first time we've heard Lane Thomas's name on here. They get him from the Nationals for Adam Mako and Victor Labrada. Um, no. Yeah, Thomas is like, he played fairly well this year 77 games, 264 played appearances. He slashed 235, 341, 412, 103 WRC, WRC plus. Like, that's solid. Um, but he struck out quite a bit. That's been kind of an issue for him. It's not really a great outfielder. Eh. He's Jake Yeah, for, for Adam Mako, who I think is top 10 prospect in the Mariner system, uh, and yeah. Victor Labrada on top of that, who I think is pretty interesting. Eh, it's just, it's not really, not really, uh, what I'm, what I'm feeling there. So I'm going to go, um, 40 at best. 35, 35 to a 40. We'll call it a 38. The dis, the disrespect to Adam Mako. Um, yeah. No, but it, Lane Thomas, was he was really good when he went to the Nationals. Um, he was really bad with St. Louis. So, yeah, this to me is honestly, it's like, it's like, hey, do you want to give up a top 10 prospect in both Ty and mine's opinion for Jake Fraley 2.0? No, no, I don't. So uh, I'm going to give it a, a 35. Do some research, Ryan. We love Adam <laughs> Mako. Um, but no, seriously, even if Mako was like a 15th, 15 prospect, or something like that, it's still probably because you're talking about a 45 game sample size of Lane Thomas being really good. Yeah, that's that's not a lot. All right. Ryan had another deal with the Phillies this time. Uh, the Mariners get yep. Nick Matten, the infielder uh, <laughs> for uh, Drew Steckenrider and Sam Carlson. Hmm. Now, Matten hasn't really hit since like 2018. 2019 was pretty bad in the minors. 
2021 was uh, bad in the minors and, and uh, at the major league level as well. I mean, it wasn't too, too bad, but, uh, you know, good defender, obviously. Um, gets on base a little bit. Strikes out a little much, but what do you think about the seal? Uh, if I'm trading pieces from my major league roster for an infielder, I want an infielder who's good. Uh, one that I can bank on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like if I have to trade second rider to get Adam Frazier, like the equivalent of Adam Frazier at third base, then fine. I'll do that. No problem. I'm not willing to take the shot that Maton is the, or Matten is the guy. Um, I do like the player. I do like him a little bit, but yeah. It just he he kind of honestly starting to seem kind of like Donovan Walton at this stage of his career, which you know, fine, but it's not worth stacking Ryder. So yeah, it uh, yeah. it's interesting, and I'm not opposed to trading second Ryder for an established, uh, even kind of utility infielder, um, but uh, that's not Nick Maton or Matten. I never learned how to pronounce it, despite the fact Matt, that I kind of like him. Because there's Phil Matten, right? So, yeah. It's so, the same way. Yep. All right. Um, did you give a grade for it? Uh, 40. 40? Yeah, I'll go 40 as well. Um, all right. Daisy and the Dingo's got a couple of trades here. One's a big one. Three-team deal with the Mets oh boy. and the Diamondbacks. Oh, boy. The Mariners get a couple of uh, <laughs> of some common prospects that have been brought up on the show lately. Uh, quite a bit lately. Alec Thomas, outfielder from the Diamondbacks, and Mark Vientos, third baseman from the uh, from the Mets. Mets get Zach Gallon, and the Diamondbacks get Brandon Williamson, Noel V. Marte, JT Gen, and Khalil Lee. What do you think? Um, actually, I don't think it's a huge haul. Uh, Gallon's got four years of club control left. Um, he's the number four. We've talked about Gallon as being a little bit overrated, but still interesting. Um, again, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I like Alec Thomas. I think Fiantos is going to be okay. But how many question marks do you want in your starting lineup every day? Mm-hmm. Because right now the Mariners have, what, two guys that you feel really good are going to hit? Right. Tanager, France. Am I miss? I guess Frazier. Yeah. <clears throat> Three guys. If yep. you really JP, okay, JP, fine. Not much upside, but whatever. So it's like you want question marks at third base and center field too. Eh. I just and to give up Williamson and Marte for that. I, I the Mets are giving up Vientos and and Ginn and and Khalil Lee. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Gallon, the eh. Noel V Marte and Brandon Williamson. I don't <sighs> Marte and Williams. So basically it's Noel V for Alec Thomas and Williamson for Viento. So they're just going to different teams. I think it's fine. Um, three team tr- trades typically take a little while to dissect and go through. So they're really hard to judge on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like if the Mariners did this, I would be fine with it because I like Alec Thomas mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. Um, and I, I said, I think on Wednesday show, there might have been uh, a CTZ episode this week that I would trade Marte for for Thomas, so uh, mm-hmm. I meant that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's pretty good, but again, I just it's really hard to keep track and, and work through these uh, in like two minutes. So yeah, um, I'll give it a fifty 
for now. And then it, it could be a 55 or it could be a 45. That's just kind of how it goes with three team deals. I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty yeah. good. Just uh, kind of dissecting it a little bit here. Yeah. So 50, 55. Um, well, the next trade is all for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. So Daisy and the Dingo has just a, uh, a Mark Vientos trade. Mark Vientos for Matt Brash. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, of course. Nope. Ty has Brash, I think, five in the Mariners farm system right now is that right uh something um, like that yes no yeah well something like that it's either five six seven yep. so yeah i think i have them at seven so like come I, on i think i'm i think i have them at four or five yeah yeah make a declarative statement but uh <laughs> yeah no that's that's a pretty good one for, in terms of like a prospect for prospect trade um obviously seattle has a need at third base but again i, I just for me it's like i don't really want to make prospect for prospect trades Especially yeah, prospects not, who are going to help me in the major league level this year. Yeah, not, this doesn't make sense for this team right now. Yeah, not in the yeah, not in the position that they're in. That's what I was going to say. It's like it just doesn't yeah. make a ton of sense to to make a trade like this. Um, Brash can help uh, in in a, in a couple of different ways this year. So Vientos can too, but potentially, you know, potentially. But Brash has higher well, upside. Brash, I would say. Everyday third baseman versus a reliever. He's oh. definitely a reliever. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There, there it is. There it is. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, eventually the Mariners are going to have to decide. They're going to have to make choices on guys like Stout and Williamson and Brash and Hancock yeah. because eventually they are going to have yeah. not enough starters, but they're going to have five good ones and they're yeah. going to have to make decisions on those guys. So I, I don't know. Uh, I would just hold off on this. It's fine. It's fine. Like I, I could see this happening and I think it's pretty fair considering what vientos has been able to do uh i'll give it like yeah i give it like a 55 or a 50 it's It's, yeah it's 55 for me even though mostly because i know ty would cry if it happened and he'd come on the show the next day and he'd be be like no it's it's good it's good like don't get me wrong it's a fine trade it's just because then you'll know how i feel i felt when they traded austin shenton for diego castillo like I would understand, like, uh, but I would be very that's, that's, sad that I wouldn't be able to see that slider. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. again, anyway. welcome to my world when they traded Shenton for Castillo. It's like, all right, Diego Castillo. Oh, no, Austin Shenton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just that yeah. Larry David, like, yeah. Eh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. meme. You guys know what I'm talking about. I just made the sound, and you guys know what meme I'm talking about. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. All right. Well, um, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now, make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And just like us, their show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend and we'll see you on Monday. Peace.